up again. There was a face that had not belonged to the dream. A round, youngish, muscular face, very French, with crew-cut hair and rimless glasses. He moved his eyes. A white rolled-up shirt-sleeve and a brown arm. Thin, delicate fingers were squirting the air bubble out of a hypodermic syringe. The needle turned in the air, with a drop on the end of it, and pointed itself at him. Who are you? Be a good boy, and forget about Marshal Soult, will you? Where is he? Dead. A hundred and twenty years. We're almost getting to remember him with affection. I'm going to put you to sleep now. He turned his eye with difficulty past the hand as it dipped out of sight. He was right enough about the hillside. On it stood a faded grey Citroen two-horse, and a Peugeot 404 station wagon with a cross painted on it. Yes, Marshal Soult had not known about Peugeot station wagons. What on earth was he doing in this company? The round young face with the glasses came back suddenly. I am like the king of a rainy country, Van der Valk told him. Rich and impotent, young and very old. Really? Dear, dear, you've been too long in the sun. We get you off Marshal Soult, and the first thing you do is quote Baudelaire at us. There, there, all gone, all these people. Sleepy bye. Next time he remembered waking. Though he knew there had been other times in between, it was better. No bells of beset, no Soult. Arlette, his wife, instead— her hair wild and tatty-looking, unusually blonde, and held back with a white bandeau, so that it almost looked as though they had been on holiday in Biarritz after all. He made a big effort to remember. Arlette, Napoleon's marshals. My poor boy, she said to him in French. He thought there might have been a blank again after that, for when he looked again— there was the youngish man again, with the crew cut, alongside Arlette, grinning down at him. Things began to slip into place. He remembered he was supposed to be a detective, and felt better. I've seen you before. That's right. Out on the hill. <laughs> Marshal Soult, remember? Laughing heartily. Who the hell are you? I'm Dr. Capdouz, at your service. I will explain, very briefly, and you won't understand half of it anyway, but that doesn't matter. You got shot. A man heard the shot and was curious about it, because there isn't much round here one shoots with a big rifle. He found you, which was just as well. Being an innocent chap who does his best, he gave you some brandy, which bloody near killed you, and ran to get me. I'm the village doctor (laughs) of Saint-Jean. We brought you away, and you're not going to die this time. You've had several litres of blood belonging to Arabs and black men and Lord knows who. You're in Biarritz, in a nice clinic, (laughs) not the clink, though there are some policemen who want to talk to you. Don't worry, I won't let them in yet. You're perfectly all right. In case you can't recall, you are Inspector van der Valk of the Amsterdam Police, and this is your wife, Arlette. I have no idea what you were doing on the hill. 
but I can answer for it that you are now surrounded by modern post-operative care, social security, nuns, me, Professor Garchassin, who is your surgeon, and your wife, who is a remarkably nice woman, even if she does come from Provence. (laughs) Okay? Nothing more to worry about. You're going to go on catching up with your sleep. Van der Valk slept. Arlette did not talk about the rifle shot, but he stitched information together. He had been shot somewhere near the right hip, with a high-speed Mauser cartridge. Phew, that was a whacking great thing. Ten seventy-five millimeter. He had been awfully lucky. It had hit him at a range of about three hundred meters, sideways and downhill. That had saved his life, because the shooter had not known how tricky it is to sight downhill. The bullet had perforated an intestine. Luckily, just missed the big arm.